What's up, you guys? Hope everybody's doing good. So it's we're just closing out Monday and um, first, I guess, proper day back um, doing some training. Um, the goal for today was just to get a, a couple of runs done. Um, you know, it, it, it felt good this morning. I, I did quite a just a steadier run. Um, you know, nothing like super quick, but um steady enough which i think it just starts the training plan off on a you know a, a pretty good note um i also have obviously got to the point where i'm you know you're you're trying to um be very competitive against like i'm i'm now being compared or i'm now racing against like some of the obviously like the the best guys in the world and um so i guess you're you're training and you're planning and and all things like that well it 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 has to like reflect that i suppose you could say so um yeah fairly aggressive day one and and that was my intention to <coughs> basically <coughs> sorry just get the ball rolling a little bit um and and not really be afraid to um get after it but but no, yeah, it felt good um, to to start things off. Um, it, I like I like a break, you know. I think it serves a a good purpose. But I I don't like to linger for too long. Hey guys, I don't like to linger for too long in in that break mode or that break focus. And um, you know, as much as I think you can turn things around quite quick, um, you know, if you're if you're stuck in a rut and you get two weeks behind you of fairly consistent training. It can turn things around quite quick. I, I also believe the opposite can happen. So, um, and often quicker, um, you know, where maybe you are in a really good swing of things like I have been. But then if you linger around for too long in like, call it like recovery mode or, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, I think you can get lazy really quick and, and then it can feel like a real big effort to get back into training. Um, now, if you have an injury post-marathon or, um, you know, you're, you're carrying a bit of a problem, um, you know, the last thing you want to do is rush back into training. Um, and I think that's fairly obvious why. Um, so, look, let's get down to, I guess, up business. Um, I, I had another sit-down with Gary Longwell today and basically going over, um, like, I guess – whether to do I, I not necessarily whether it's not like Gary is the deciding factor in whether or not I'd race Boston Marathon, but I like to talk to Gary about like the whys. Like, you know, why why does it still appeal to me to race Boston and things like that and um Gary takes what I'm saying. Every, you know, I, I might sit there and not vent, but I might sit there and chat him through why Boston still appeals to me, how I hadn't accepted not doing it, etc., etc. And, you know, when Haas said to me, you know, are you sure you don't want to do Boston? And, you know, a big smile comes in my face and I'm like, absolutely not. I'll, I'll never be sure that that, that that was the right call and things like this. And so I talked through with Gary. Gary then probably does a good job of plucking um, ego, emotion, um, logic, um, goals and like we, we do a good job together of sort of getting getting to the root cause of why do I still want to do it what's the benefit could it benefit Tokyo etc etc um, and so we did a good job of that today 
rather than uh, it's really nice to have a soundboard it's really nice to have someone that you can talk to and go through it with and and you really can then get get to the you know the the why um and that was really important for me i i needed to sort of figure that out i needed to um it needed not to just be about oh it would be nice to do boston it would be a good experience to do boston it had to be like worth a little bit more than that um for it to you know feature in a plan towards you know the olympics um for obvious reasons like as much as it it, it would be great that boston would be nice if it's not going to help you and um, be competitive at the olympic games well you know it, it shouldn't exist um there was lots talked about and i don't really need or want to get into like the the ins and outs of the conversation but it became very clear that you know i really wanted to do boston i think if i decided against it for the wrong reasons i because other people were concerned about it um i don't know that that would have played a great um role in whatever i do in this next training block um you know let's say i don't do boston let's say i choose not to do boston because literally because other people have um made comments and um like maybe don't believe that it was the right thing to do or don't support um reasoning behind doing it um i think there would have been a lot of <coughs> probably like resentment and um and, and and that's that that happens in everyday life you know if 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 you make a decision because someone else wanted you to do it um again i don't think that's useful to anybody because you have to be fully behind the decisions that you're making um or like i say what tends to happen is you you end up half half-hearted um behind i cannot get this stupid fucking gate to open and it does my tits in i end up sitting at these locked garage gates because this stupid key doesn't ever bloody work um and it really does my tits in um but yeah no so look bottom line is the plan was decided today I'm going to do New York half marathon in um I guess 6 weeks time um and then after New York half marathon I will um race the Boston marathon um fun plan um you know like any time you line up um Boston and um New York it's uh it's a really cool thing um so I'm I'm obviously very excited about that so obviously very very fun plan coming up um uh, like uh, you know as if i was debating which to do or um what not to do etc etc <laughs> you know i'm very very lucky and um i'm very lucky to have the the agent that i have that can sort races like this out and and you know i'm very lucky that like my body and my fitness has got me to a place where um these are the kind of races that i'm looking to do and looking to be competitive at um so yeah today was Today was really about just you know getting back into getting back into full training. I I've decided this um whole next period of my training to um you know the night before training sit down and and write down what's the goal of the next day and what I want to achieve the next day, how the little the the uh distractions I might face, you know, what might hinder me from achieving what I want to achieve the next day, etc., etc. And um, for today, it was basically a case of I wanted to do two runs, which I hadn't really.
really done yet um, since the marathon. Um, and I wanted to um, get in the gym and do my gym stuff. Um, I knew the the sort of distraction today might be that, you know, I get a decent run done in the morning. And then by the time I talk to Gary, I might start thinking, you know, you, I always I always ha- I always push gym back to like Wednesday. You know, I always get a run done and I get a decent run done. And then I think, oh, I guess I could just do the gym stuff Wednesday. And yeah, I, sh- I need to stop doing that. You know, you need I need to stop pushing things back just for the sake of pushing things back or through laziness or whatever. And and so I honestly believe doing that little thing last night, that little exercise mentally where I say, what's going to be the challenge tomorrow? And um, what do I want to get done? Why do I want to get that done? How am I going to go about achieving what I want to achieve out of tomorrow? Um, and remember, this is an exercise I do the night before a marathon. Um, but I but I sort of thought, you know, with it coming up to the Olympics and stuff like that, would it not benefit me doing that almost every night? And in fact, not almost every night, every night um, I should be sitting down just before bed and trying to assess what I want to achieve the next day. What training was planned the next day? Is that training still relevant? How should I execute that training? Um, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that'll act as a, as a really powerful reminder and reinforcement to, you know, get the training done. And, and you know, it might be like, you know, tomorrow I have that live TV show. And, and so it's going to be a bit of a tougher day to fit everything in. And, and so, you know, the challenge might be, Make sure you're still eating good, even though you're out, you're out and about in the car. And uh, make sure, like you know, you're hydrating good because you're out and about in the car. And um, you know, if I didn't do that, we mental note tonight. I might not be as prepared the next day. Um, and and it, it, you know, that could work for everybody. Um, I'm surprised I haven't sort of done that until now. Um, I actually thought it'd be really cool to have like this big whiteboard, and then on the big whiteboard. Um, write things like that down. What sort of challenges are you going to face? Are you going to run too fast on your run? Are you going to run too slow? Are you going to hit your splits too fast? You know, is there going to be people watching you at the track and you might show off? Whatever. There's all, we all sort of face different battles, but most of us know our weaknesses. And if you can the night before outline what some of them weaknesses might be and then figure out a way to cope with them or figure out a way to conquer them or figure out a way that you're going to like, you know, get rid of your weakness that day and actually execute the training really well, well, you know, that can only help the consistency of your training. Um, obviously, I'm delighted that I've picked um, the, the plan for the next few months. Like, one of the biggest reasons and one of the things I spoke to Gary about was, you know, I think with the way the weather worked out in Houston and the way the last two weeks went with the adductor injury, I don't, I don't think I got my best possible result. And so I think what could happen is, and I and I will predict this right now, um, I think my level of focus is going to go up over the next three, four months. Nutrition, um, you know, planning what I'm going to do the next day in training, et cetera, et cetera. Um, execution of training. Like, I, I just think if that, if everything moves up a notch, I have no doubt if I get graced with decent weather of Boston and maybe a group to run with, et cetera, et cetera, I might actually lift my profile, my ability, my result might lift to a new level. Um, and if I could lift all that to a new level, I feel like that would then put me in a much stronger position with like the Olympics in four months time. Um, <coughs> if I, I don't, 
even though I do it, right? So I could, me and me and Gary could sit down and say, okay, if you didn't get the adductor injury, if you had company in Houston, if there wasn't the 18 mile per hour headwind, what time do you think you could run, right? And And we can predict these things and we can talk about it and we can go through it, but I don't live in that world. I, like I can, I can do that exercise with Gary, and we can, we can say a figure out loud. But I don't fucking live in that world. I live in a world of if you can do it, go do it. You know. Um, now sometimes you know weather plays a role and things like this, but that's where Boston comes in. You know, if I believe there's a better result to come, and I also believe I've pretty much got better, smarter all the rest of it through every marathon that I've ever done. So why waste an opportunity is how I looked at it. Um, and, and also, like, one of the things I, I haven't talked openly about is the psychology behind <laughs> you believing you can do something and then going and doing it, or someone telling you that you can't and then you choosing not to, and how that plays a big role in your psychology. Um, and sometimes a big role that you know, you can't fix whether, whether you're upset that you didn't have the courage to just go through with something that you thought you could do um, or that you're just letting other people um, pretty much dictate what you might do for the next three or four months. Um, running's a business. This is my career. Um, I, I asked both New York, Mar- New York Half and Boston Full I contacted Haas, or I was sitting with Haas at breakfast, and I asked him, can you get in touch with these race organizers? Can you make sure, um, you know, I'm entered or or whatever you got to do? Um, can you do that for me? Haas did it. They sent back an offer, which was absolutely amazing. It doesn't look good if, if I approach them for me then to be like, oh, yeah, actually, on second thoughts, I changed my mind. Um not the likes of these race organizers that for the next lot of years, you know, could could support your career. Um, and sometimes that's all it takes in the running world is to build relationships with the likes of the world marathon majors and um, really, really cool things. So I think it was the best decision. I think both from my own career side of like side of you um, and also for the Olympics, um, the Olympics that, by the way, I'm not, you know, I'm not selected, and I'm not officially on any team, and so I also see it as an opportunity to, you know, cement my myself in an Irish best at the Olympics, um, like a good result that Boston could could seal the deal, um, and I think one of the things me and Gary also spoke about today was that we went through the two plans, we went through a plan where I wouldn't do Boston, and um, I would train and, and I would focus on a long-term plan towards the Olympics. It ended up being like 26 weeks, 27 weeks. It just felt like way too much for me. And it felt like a very defensive plan into the Olympics. And as I've quoted, I don't know how many times, I'm not a fucking defender. I don't defend. I attack. I'm an attacker. <laughs> and that can sound like aggressive, but that that's how I feel. I feel like I'm, I, I push... You know, I push boundaries. I, I, I often have to hold myself back a little bit in training to not get hurt or things like this. But I feel like I'm a, like I say, like I'm an attacker. I'm not, I don't think running at this level, trying to raise these elite guys and these Kenyans and these Ethiopians and these best guys in the world, you know, like these really good Americans. And if you if you want to be competitive with these guys, I don't think you can just sit back 
and wait for maybe a selection to come or maybe a not to come. You know, you have to get stuck in. I think you have to be aggressive. You can be smart about that aggression. You can you can plan it really thoroughly. But but you have to get stuck in. Like this is this is where if you're an animal, be a fucking animal. Um, you know, animals don't sit back. You know, animals attack. Um, if there's an opportunity to go improve yourself and and lift your profile and boost your confidence and things like that, go do it. Um, one second. <coughs> the remainder of my cold is still lingering. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where we're at. Um, like I say, back to basics and back into some fundamental training. <coughs> Tomorrow I'll do a bit of a session. I'm going to do it in the lab um, just because it has been so windy that to go and try to force a session in 20 mile per hour winds. Um, when you're doing, this is important, when you're doing marathon effort in training, wind can really make a mess of that. Um, far, far harder. You know, if, you, if you're doing it on a towpath and you're going out and back or you're doing it on a loop, for half the loop, you're probably sitting at an intensity that's too low. And then for the other half of the loop, you know, you're sitting at an intensity that's too high. So I wouldn't obviously always encourage um, going on treadmills and stuff like that. But being in Belfast the last sort of week or two, I would definitely at least once every two weeks be on the treadmill controlling the effort to make sure I know where I'm at. Um, And then I think what happens is you do it on the treadmill, you know exactly where you're at. If you struggle, you're struggling, you're you're not as fit as you need to be. You know, sometimes you can be out in the wind and you can just use it as an excuse and you don't really know anything. You know, you might be slower than what you needed to be. If you're not slower than what you needed to be, you probably work too hard. If you are slower than what you wanted or needed to be, you know, it can be it can be confusing because you can think, was it the wind? Was it not? Blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Um, I would definitely be using the treadmill sort of at least once every two weeks, maybe even once a week, just to lay down um, almost like factual evidence of fitness. And um, and also, like I say, there's a far, far deeper control and you can just set the treadmill to the exact split, the exact speed that it needs to be at and boom, just, just tick it off. Um, so that's the idea tomorrow. I don't expect tomorrow to be very good. Um, you, know, I've, I've, you know, I've just taken two weeks pretty random um, although my eating's been back to a pretty good place now for a couple of days and um, it certainly wasn't great the last two weeks um, I, I, I think the cold is gone um, I can still hear it a little bit um, I'm still coughing a little bit um, but that's just how it is um, I, 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 at some point you have to just you know crack on with it and um, I, I, I don't necessarily condone training through illnesses. I do suggest training through a cold. I, I had a, a doctor tell me that if you, if the whole world paused every time everybody had a cold, nothing would ever get done. Um, but there's a fine line between training through a cold and then it moves into like a barrel infection or something like that. And, you know, that can be really tricky and um, that can end up doing a bit more damage than good. So you do have to be careful. You do have to monitor it and you do have to make sure that at some point you're recovering. Um, and okay, another thing I'm going to tell you is I'm training through a cold and then I can nap for three hours in the afternoon if I have to. 
Um, so just be very careful. Understand what I'm saying. Understand that I, I can, you know, focus on recovery for the rest of the day, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I don't need to go sit in an office and be exhausted at work all day. And then maybe the, the extra stress of that could just inhibit you from getting healthy ever. Um, so, yeah, just be careful with what I say there. I do forget that I'm in a very luxury position and, and can sort of relax way more after training and stuff. Um, so, no, yeah, I, I am going to talk more about it. Um, I went to watch the rugby on Saturday um, and I met uh, uh, Brian Conroy and his family, um, which was really nice. Like, you know, Brian got in touch about the rugby tickets. And um, when I first mentioned the tickets on Twitter, um, I, you know, I, I didn't even necessarily mean for free. And I would, of course, in the back of my mind, I thought that'd be amazing if someone had extra tickets, but, um, really, really nice of Brian. And um, Brian is the, I believe, the director of the Kia pop up race series. And um, I knew it was sponsored by Kia. I'm going to assume that it still is, but, um, these guys are, you know, races all over Ireland. And I know a couple of the guys like Kerry Hardy was supporting that quite well and doing a lot of the races. So, um, you know, maybe check that out. Um, a girl I was running with tonight, Anya, is actually, I think, thinking of racing one. Um, and, and she didn't even know, you know, that Brian had given me the tickets. And I just thought that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, maybe check that out. You know, there might be a race close to you or if you don't mind traveling. Um, I, I think it's a fairly, fairly simple concept of getting together, racing hard, trying to get fast times. Um, you know, that's what most people are after these days. So, um, yeah, maybe check that out. And look, it was just really nice to meet people. And Brian's wife had said she feels like, you know, she knows me, even though she's never met me. And, and you know, that's obviously the impact of the podcast. And, um, no, nah, it's really cool. Um, so, yeah, that was quality. Um, I, I think we might talk a little bit more about the, the pop-up races, et cetera, in the future. But, you know, that's all I'll, I'll sort of say for now. Um, so yeah, no, like I say, back to business, hopefully get a decent week under my belt. I'd be absolutely thrilled if I could get the next five weeks ticked off, um, fairly consistently. I'd be, like I say, I'd be, I'd be chuffed to pieces. Um, if I could stay healthy and do all I can, I, I picked up my first meal delivery today. Um, Slim's Healthy Kitchen in Belfast is they they reached out to me and, and asked if I'd, you know, consider, I guess, working with them or pairing with them or um, all pretty simple. And so I've had two of their meals already. I had jerk chicken with sweet potato and I had potatoes, green beans and char grilled chicken for lunch. Um, <coughs> absolutely brilliant. Can't say a bad word about it. And that's not even because it is a sponsorship. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, I've never cooked sweet potato in my life. So it is going to get me eating things that are really good for me that I probably should be eating, but um, have probably been known from time to time be quite, to be quite lazy with my cooking. Um, I could tell you something out loud that might actually make people pretty annoyed. Um, that The whole month before Houston, I'm... I'm almost certain 100% of my meals was eaten out, breakfast and dinner every day for the last sort of four weeks before Houston Marathon, which, yeah, not ideal. Um, I I have a feeling, and, and like, don't be mad at me about this, but 
it's the only socialising we kind of do in Flagstaff is going out for dinner, me and Haas. Um, and I try to eat as best as best I can. You know, I'll pick pasta if I've got a session the next day, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, I, you know, I've been known to have just steak and vegetables if that's what the nutritionist had sort of like recommended for that evening, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not all terrible. Like I'm not a, I'm not going to eat southern fried chicken, which I, I do eat, but not every bloody night of the week. Um, but I have a feeling I go to altitude and think. Ooh, I'm at altitude and assume that I'm pretty much just taking care of my, because I'm at altitude, I pretty much just assume in five weeks time, I'm going to be super fit, you know, and I, I maybe get a little bit complacent with other areas of running besides running, you know, um, I, and maybe the focus becomes far too much on just getting running done at altitude and less about the bigger picture, less about everything. Um, so I have a funny feeling that happened. And um, okay, I can just see my wee dog, Leo, sitting at the front door. He's such a little legend. Um, so yeah, part of the focus for the next sort of five, six weeks will definitely be getting um, a full block of training done where like the, the nutrition's good, the S&C is good, work with the physio's good, um, but also focusing on as many of those little things as I possibly can. I want my body to be in the best place ever, my hydration to be the best ever, my sleep to be the best ever. Um, and then I want to go to New York half and, you know, it'd be absolutely amazing to go there and run a PB. Um, it's been so long since I've ran a half marathon PB. But, of course, remember that the training is still geared towards Boston. Um, and so I'll not be training for a half marathon. I'll be doing marathon training and running a half marathon in the build-up. But I will taper for this one, you know, the week before will be really easy and I won't do a 24 mile long run the week before like I did before Philly. Um, so definitely gives me a better chance than before Philly. But, you know, instead of doing three times three mile in training to get used for, or to get ready for a half marathon or four times two mile or things like this, you know, you, you might be doing six times two mile or seven times two mile or, um, you know, five times three mile for the marathon rather than the half marathon. Um, all right, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you all. Bye-bye.